Hello, Sexy Sunday. It's the best day of the week because I get to share a convo with you about sex, relationships, and being the most free and confident version of yourself. I'm big on making my own rules and normalizing these kinds of conversations because I believe that the more we talk about it, the better sex we're all going to have because we'll be more educated and hornier. We walk around and hardly broach this topic in our normal lives, but I'm trying to change that. This is storytelling that's entertaining as hell, that will leave you laughing and gasping, introducing ideas that'll change you and break you open to celebrating your sexy self. Come with a curious head and brave heart, and let's play. I'm Bonnie Weeks, and this is gonna be fun. Welcome back to the podcast, Sexy. It is my pleasure, as you know, (laughs) it is my pleasure to introduce you today to somebody who I have been watching for a second. And I think that's truly one of the gifts of social media and of the technology of, of the world that we live in right now. And we can certainly all bash it. And there's certainly ways that it's destructive. But the ways in which we can be influenced, encouraged, um, the ways that we can be invited and participate, the ways that we can be expanded and educated, the ways that we can feel included and empowered, and even less alone, even though we might be the only person in the room and we all grapple with that in all different sorts of ways, right? So I have had the gift of being able to witness somebody via this technological era. And as somebody who has really stepped into this ownership of literal skin and literal humanness and the realness of that. And the way that even in the small glimpses that I have received, I was like, that is the person, that is the person that I want to talk to. This is a sense of power and, and the phrase of own it, like own the hell out of who you are and where you're going and what you're about. And that doesn't mean you have to be right, (laughs) but owning it has been such a big theme in my own life over the past years and seeing people who are stepping into that, who, or have stepped into that, who are living that lights me up. And so today it is my pleasure to introduce you to Lion. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. And here, here to the wisdom you just dropped on all of us. Thank you for sharing. Mm, mm. I um, have a post pulled up Mm. that you shared on the gram, and I'm going to read it as a place for us to step off. Thank you. Yeah. So this is the post and this caption. Actually, I'll describe this to you. This is the post of of line, um, what's his back to us. And the phrase across this post says, that is ugly. (laughs) And the post says, that is ugly. This was my first thought when I set eyes upon this picture. I was shocked. How could I, the body positivity artist, have such a thought? 
I am grateful for this project as it has helped me shed light on some of the dark spots within me. I'm grateful for the deepening of my awareness of some of the poison I had within me. When I look at this picture now, I see rivers of beautiful hair, the currents in those rivers, and the most beautiful patterns of the wildness of me. My body is a mountain that is determined to spread love far and wide. Fuck. <laughs> Who wrote that? <laughs> uh, thank you for my tears. Thank you. Thank you. As I, I had no idea, um, you know, it's, it's, um, it's very special that you would choose that post uh, because there's so much um, in that post. Um, yeah. Yeah. One of the reasons, um, Lion, that I was very first drawn in by mm. what you're doing and how you're sharing it was like truly your body with, with your hair and the way that you are like, there's a lot of things that all of us can talk about. And for you to say multiple times, be like, this hair is beautiful. If, if my, if my body hair and the amount of hair on my, I have in my body, you have a lot of hair in your body and you're like, I'm owning this. If this is a problem with you, then a problem to you, then perhaps perhaps it's you and not me. <laughs> and, and you kind of are reclaiming that. And I think this, this picture, whether it's hair, whether it's like the shape of your body or however it is that, um, you know, this post. And of course, I, I totally agree with you that there's, there's shares in social media that I might write something and I know the background of that too. I know the other things that I was processing and the words that actually came out and the picture that actually came out. So I understand that there's often a lot more in something, um, mm. but I just, yeah, I just want to express like begin us here in gratitude for your sharing this and talking about body hair, because it's not something that I hear a lot of people talking about. Yeah. And I'd say specifically for men to be talking about it. Yeah. Um, that is what I realize um, is one of my purpose is to make Harry sexy. Because um, as somebody, as a kid who came to this country, um, who relied heavily on external validation and to come um, in a not so diverse uh, metro area and to not be accepted as I was. And for the first time in my life, um, feel um, less than in a new way and as an immigrant to this country, coming here alone without any of my family, mm -hmm. uh, at the age of tender, age of 14, mm -hmm. to be shunned uh, in that way, when as an extrovert, um, so much of my um, like, e 
energy, joy came from, I want to be accepted. I want to express and, 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 and be one with, be in community, right? Community is very yeah. important to me and, and external validation, uh, especially when you don't know any better, like at the age of 14, <laughs> it, um, it, um, it's a very important part. And to not receive that was very traumatic for me. And um, a lot of the ostracization, if you will, um, that I faced uh, was from people who were very close to me um, in my own home environment. Um, And so it was very difficult. And it was through that pain and darkness as I saw the light of healing and I went towards that light, I worked towards that light and I realized that my darkness is my fuel for lightness, to share the light, to spread it to the world, to help make this world more beautiful than it already is, right? Mm -hmm. Especially when you look, I mean, it it is no, uh, uh, like it's common knowledge that in the body positivity space, there currently is a disparity, uh, you know, where most um, artists, advocates, um, are female identifying, right? Or not female identifying, but like female sex. Um, and there aren't as many uh, males and um, it, it even strengthened the case uh, for me to step in mm. and lend my experience um, step up, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. How has, in sharing this and sharing the way that you have, um, regardless if it is family or strangers or friends, how has your sharing perhaps helped, um, help some other people step into maybe some ownership that maybe you have heard about? Yeah, great question. So I got the gift. Uh, The universe blessed me with the gift of letting me know that I was on the right path, even before my first shoot. So I was on an interview with um, the first artist that I collaborated with. He was a photographer. It's crazy because he's a cardiologist, a cardiothoracic surgeon. Okay, but photography is his like passion and we just linked up and he happens to be a very hairy man with two very hairy boys. And um, in our conversation, my essence and my purpose really resonated with him because he said, the work that you're wanting to do that I now will, you know, put my life's attention to will create a more beautiful world for my sons to be more accepted because of 
how they were born. Like, how can you not? Yeah. I mean, as somebody with kids, like I, I so feel that, I mean, like if we're not creating like, well, before we recording, like we're creating this podcast is going to live long on past us and we're helping create what, what the world will be. Exactly. That is the power each and every single one of us humans possess. Um, and yeah, I intend on honoring that. I intend on honoring our genius. I intend on honoring our greatness, or at least in the pursuit of it. Yeah. Mm. Tell me about... So if you were 14, you moved here. Mm-hmm. And... I'm thinking even, I just, you know, even going to the share where you said it was even within the home that you were living, that you might've felt like an even more intense sort of ostracization, you know, just kind of, or a unwelcome sort of feeling, right? Like that's not a small thing as a 14 year old. Um, and, you know, we are talking about body hair here and it can be so many different things for every single person and i think that that journey i love brené brown's work and i love her work on shame and the way that shame and belonging go hand in hand and the way that we all want to belong somewhere and the way that shame can get in the way of that and and allowing other people to shame us and also um yeah. And then also like not allowing and, and how that game plays, but it's really hard as a kid to, to even have the words, like you don't even have the language around that. And it just feels heavy and it feels, it can feel isolating and you're like, Oh my gosh, great. <laughs> so do you remember when it was, cause you said you're like digging out, you're coming to the light, like, yes. And when did when did you feel like that started to really switch for you where you're like, okay, nobody else can hold me and I'm not going to like sit. I refuse to like sit in this place where I'm going to be alone or I feel shamed in this. And I want to start to really step into this. Is this like, you know, at age 15, is this like last year? Like, mm-hmm. where is this, this place, you know, like truly right. Where we're like, fuck it. Like, I want to tell a different story about myself. Do you have like a pivot point in that? Or do you feel like it's more gradual? You know, let me just begin by saying that's such a fucking amazing question. Like you're such an amazing interviewer for, 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 for bringing that up. Uh, because there's a lot um, to be gleaned uh, from that specific um turning point there's a for me at least a very important story there so um i used to be about 80 to 85 pounds heavier so imagine another dimension of my body positivity tied to um you know the amount of weight i was carrying around and how um i looked in front of the mirror and how the world was projecting um you know sort of towards me and I had a mental breakdown 
um, in 2014, legit, um, where I had to uh, put myself uh, back together with the help of some amazing people. Um, and as part of that, you know, as I, one of my coping mechanisms was just um, really honoring movement and making a daily practice out of, you know, working out. Mm -hmm. And I was quite successful in sort of just um, the practices I was able to build around that. Um, what I realized later on when I was living in Chicago is I felt, you know, probably um, one of the best as far as like my ability to do things with my body, right? That's like greatly eased when, you know, you're more lean and you have muscle mass in the areas where, where you want. Um, I'm a monkey. I love climbing stuff, right? Um, and, uh, but I realized that I was shaving, I was trimming all of my hair so that I could see my veins better, so that I could see the, the cuts of my muscle better. And, you know, so it's like, I, I kind of was making progress as it relates to like honoring my body and honoring this temple and like shaping my way, uh, my, my life in a way where I could do the things that brought me joy um, but I was spending, you know, two hours a day in the gym. It does not bring me joy spending that much time in the gym, right? Um, and I was trimming, shaving my body hair once a week, and that was not uh, bringing me joy. Um, and then it was basically around COVID where all the gyms shut down and um, everybody was just at home and the practices around, okay, how do I honor my body whilst in this new reality that it just gradually started to happen without even me knowing it. So, so here's the important thing that I want to impress upon the audiences a lot of what happened to me was not conscious to me. It's almost like I was chosen. I was like my life, the river of my life was led in these ways. And it was only afterwards that I realized what the hell was happening, you know? Um, and it's like, you know, it's almost as though the universe would give me glimpses of what was possible. And I just like feel this moment's excitement, you know, be like, oh, I could see myself doing that. So like, you know, summoning the courage to be naked and ca on camera came because I got, you know, inculcated as part of this tribe where you had these amazing goddesses who like did a lot of body work and like a lot of body positivity work and sharing themselves, um, you know, uh, with the world. And I start to picture myself doing that because I was so moved 
by these amazing, powerful humans that I got to know very intimately, right? Um, And so they fed my courage. And the next thing you know, Mm. I am naked in front of the camera, right? I love that phrase that they fed your courage because we do that. We do that for each other. I think that's why, that's why our story sharing is important. That's why how we're showing up support. That's why community is important because we can feed each other's courage when we're like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And we see somebody else and we're like, oh, that's possible. And if that's possible, then what's possible for me. And I also love kind of this call, this call out of, of women sharing their bodies as, and, um, or women or people who were assigned women at birth and, and the lack of, of people who are assigned male at birth, um, sharing their bodies. And the grace that, you know, you can see somebody's arm and the way that a hand unfurls and like the way that a shoulder rounds and curves up the back of a neck, right? And how many of those types of pictures might exist for a feminine form and how few exist for somebody who identifies as somebody more masculine or like a masculine sort of energy and, and energy is like a whole sort of, of, of conversation here where we can dive into, but, but really like this male identified, female identified, like where are the male bodies and where's the encouragement for that? And there isn't. And so it's very deeply meaningful. And even just to like put this out here too, for like you and I to have this conversation and for all of us to be part of the conversation of, of, of bodies and of pleasure and of the way that we um, kind of do that ownership of self, uh, it requires all of us. And it's not just for one group of people. And yes, there could be the history of the world and the history of oppression of peoples. And yes, and, and, <laughs> We still, it's still, we need all of us here and all of our voices. So I, I love that you took that as a piece of courage, watching them and then put that on yourself. And you're like, let me show up and be in this space. Let me be in celebration of this self as I exist and, and be in that too. Mm. Hell yeah. And you know, what's funny is being naked in this way and embracing all these parts of me um, and sort of my ethnicity of like my ancestors being hairy. And that's why I am a reflection of my great lineage, right? It made me more empowered to honor my ancestors in how I dress, right? So like, if you look at my, you know, the clothes that I wear, I'm mostly wearing kurtas. I look for every opportunity to wear a kurta. Um, And if I'm going to the grocery store, if I'm going to Starbucks, and like so many of the people in my community or the people who are desi, um, who just sort of, 
um, miss out on uh, that opportunity to share our culture in this beautiful melting pot that we call our country uh, because of their own shame around it. Um, you know, I, and I share that because what I'm trying to say is this has helped me honor my ancestors, even outside of my body, how I choose to dress mm. and inspiring other people um, from the Desi community to put a kurta on if you're going to the grocery store. Like, this is a great fucking garb to put on, to show up in the world with and to stand out, to show the greatness of your lineage. So why the hell not? And for those who don't know what that looks like, can you describe it? Yes. So uh, kurta, K-U-R-T-A, is basically a... Uh, it's a, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a dress, if you will. You know, it's kind of tight around your shoulders, and then it goes down, and it has, um, um, like around the the waist, it has like a slit on the side, and it's open. Um, so there's like a front portion and a back portion, and you can wear, um, you know, there's different styles of uh, bottoms, right? Um, and I, I like to play with that as well. Um, yeah. Yes. Mm. What I am hearing in this, which this is how it works. This is, this is why, this is why this work is important. Um, this is why curiosity and bravery are, are important because you, you might start and you do one little like drop over on this side of your life <laughs> and all of a sudden on the like the way far other side you're like oh actually this touches over here where you say okay i'm gonna get naked in front of this camera and i'm gonna like get a picture of me and all my glory with all of my body all of my skin all the the, the things that come with that all of my hair and this is what i'm gonna do and this is how i'm gonna share it and then for you to all of a sudden have that be a ripple into your heritage and be like, oh, I'm Desi and I am actually going to own that more than I did even before. And the sense of pride in your body that you built and then in your heritage that you built and then in the way that you want other people to feel that. And, and then like the way of, of being an immigrant, right. And, and maybe being around people who are not looking like you mm -hmm. and the trickiness of that as a as a child right when you first when you when you arrived here and holding all these places so you're looking shame in the face looking at your body whether it's shame that you've inherited uh ancestrally or from the people around you or from yourself and you looked at that and then the way that then that like brings you to, oh, how am I dressing? And how can I like, I can wear whatever I want actually to the grocery store. And, and that, that actually can be a place of power too. And where the power that we find in one area of our life and the unshaming we might find in one way or, or that we set down in one space is then can be a ripple effect into other areas of our lives. And so I, I hear that in how you're sharing too, where you're like, okay, one leads to another, leads to another. Mm -hmm. 
The other thing that uh, I've experienced it happening is as you sort of um, build the courage and, and overcome the barrier of, you know, okay, the fear, right? Because I believe um, that um, your fears point you to your greatness. So follow your fears to find your greatness, mm. right? I, I love to write and publish quotes, and I just wrote that quote uh, earlier. It hasn't been published yet, but, um, you know, uh, uh, what I've what realized is as a result of, you know, um, following the fear of, like, sharing my naked body um, and, and writing about the beauty of it and the journey, um, I um, now... Um, want to step it up a notch and I already did right um, uh, thankfully uh, where starting a few weeks back we started releasing video content um, as part of my effort to honor the divine feminine and you see me naked sort of um, to some amazing music um, just dancing uh, moving right yeah. honoring um, and, you know, I'm just getting started with that work and already I'm hit with more divine inspiration to sort of when the time is right. And when I find the, the, the collaborators who are meant to be explore sacred sensuality through couples, um, photo shoots, right. Mm -hmm. Um, and people who want to make a difference, uh, in this space, um, the romance around body positivity and, you know, encapsulating sacred sensuality through that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> always more of, always more of this. I think when we see, let's go back to like this culture of courage, right? When you see the courage that other people have, or you see yourself represented, or you see this idea of like, oh, there's a piece of me, I can see a piece of me in that thing. Then again, that brings like a sense of belonging. And I think, I think it just brings freedom. Like watching somebody else find freedom in who they are at that moment and knowing we change constantly, it inspires that same in me, that same desire. And, and I think sometimes that can, that can be a little bit tricky for people, right? And sometimes somebody might observe somebody who's free <laughs> in their expression of sorts, and it might uh, appear as jealousy and it might appear as anger and it might appear as shame. And it's not that anybody is saying it to them. It's like, it's like their own internal experience of saying like, oh my gosh, nope, that's not right. And then, and having to like ask the question of like, why, why is it right? If it's not you. Um, but I do think that ultimately is like, that's like the, the hope that if we are living in that joy, we are living in our body, we are in sync with kind of finding our own courage that will help encourage other people to do the same. Yeah. Which I haven't even thought of this before. Like even the word encourage, right? <laughs> Here it is. Here it is. 
Mm-hmm. Let's talk about sex. Yeah. Let's talk about <laughs> sex. How has how has your embrace in the hell um, of your, your hair, of your body, changed your sex life? It's changed it in leaps and bounds. You know, um, when you spend more time tapped into your power, you project a stronger aura of confidence and authenticity that people um, are attracted to. And um, I will say, you know, um, there's a dear friend of mine um, and, you know, she gave me very, very valuable piece of uh, advice, wisdom, which is that um, you basically um, are able to, this is hard for me to communicate, so, um, but I'm going to try my best. Um, The universe, you basically um, attract um, two types of things. You, You attract stuff that's at your level, um, you know, as far as where you are in your present time, then the universe gives you glimpses of, you know, um, something that you could experience if you rise to the challenge, right? Um, in this case, um, could be um, lovers um, and sex. And um, that's absolutely been true for my experience um, as it relates to as I've done the work as I has as I have shared um, you know and as I have shown up uh, more tapped into what makes me special uh, people are drawn to that Mm. both plutonically as well as non-plutonically right Um, and it's allowed me to be more bold in a way um, that I wasn't before. And it's allowed people to be more bold in letting me know that they, that I am desired in a way um, that I haven't experienced before. Um, And I'll say that I, because of my lifestyle, because I'm a nomad and I travel and I am very much married to my purpose. I don't seek out, um, um, you know, lovers. I focus on um, being sought out. Um, and so um, the, um, I would say compared to when I was on online dating sites, um, I'm probably not um, having as much um sex but i would say the quality of the connection and the power that is shared in those connections and the love engendered uh within uh in that communion if you will um has been exponentially more powerful Mm. so it's like that whole quality over quantity right yeah 
this idea that you feel tapped into what makes you special. It, you arrive in the world and you arrive in a room and you're like, I know I'm, I'm not empty handed here. <laughs> and, and, and I think it, this is like, feels so important to me that all of us could be self-deprecating. All of us can say, I don't have this X, Y, Z. And you know what? We're right. <laughs> we do not have all of the things because that would be weird. <laughs> So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's like, yeah, sure. But we do have, we do have some things that we arrive with in a room and, and for you to say like, Hey, I have my own special makeup here as lion and I'm going to arrive in the room and just own what I have and what I know. And that's, I'm not going to try to pretend to be anything. I'm not here to prove anything. I'm just going to arrive as I am and know that that's like all I can be. And that's enough. Mm-hmm. And, and the way that that posture then is like, you're, you're not posturing, like literally I, w- I even think of the shape of a person's body. You don't have to posture in your body, like higher to prove anything, but you can posture yourself, posture yourself big in your body. And I don't even know how other else to like say it, but I'm like, you can stand up and you can just be like, this is how I am arriving. I don't have to hold my body in the shape of apology. And I don't have to hold my body in the shape of proving and I can just arrive. And there's like this mixture of softness and power in that. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that there's like a sense of intrigue and openness that when somebody arrives in that place, it feels really attractive. Here, here. Um, right on. Yeah. So that gets, it's, so it's really fun to hear you like say how you're arriving in this place. And especially since, I mean, dating apps are like a whole different realm that can be explored and, and are successful. There's a lot of people that are hooked up because of dating apps. <laughs> yeah. And they're also, they're hard too in their own way, right? Just because dating is hard to, you know, it's hard to kind of find the, the kind of situations or people that you might jive with, but it's, it's like what it is regardless of dating apps. I'm going to share another saying, uh, another quote that uh, we've yet to publish. Um, and I don't remember the exact words, so I'm just going to paraphrase it is don't chase your lovers, focus that energy on elevating yourself and let your lovers chase you. Mm-hmm. Um, cause to your point, you know, um, the dating world has a lot of people who grapple with loneliness. And for me, as someone who is trying to fall even more deeply in love with his solitude, um, it it can be a very draining space. And as somebody who's very purpose driven, I'm where very acutely aware of my time, space, and energy and where it's spent, because there's a lot of work that needs to be done in this world, 
you know, and I am <laughs> fucking focused. <laughs> um, so if you think about it, right? Um, I mean, I'm not trying to make an argument for this. I'm just sharing that I believe on putting my energy into elevating myself. And the universe has shown me time and time again that when I do this, I'm, I have to work um, much, I don't have to work as hard. I have to practically not work at all for amazing people to come into my life romantically or otherwise. Mm -hmm. I think that's, even though, I don't know, even in your kind of saying like, let your lovers chase you also like, like zooming out a little bit from that. So if like, you're holding the space of like, I'm not gonna, I'm not here to chase anybody. And really you're, I would say like, I would guess maybe you don't want anybody who's really trying to chase somebody to like come and, you know, <laughs> grip onto you either. And so I think it might be this sense of ease that you're speaking to where it's like, well, who are those, those people you might interact with where actually it doesn't feel like a chase at all. It feels like you keep on, like you keep on crossing and you keep on crossing and you're there and things just feel easy. It doesn't feel like you're in a rush. It doesn't feel like there's a, you know, a, a misconnect. It just feels like everything starts to just thread together. And that could be one hour and that could be over the course of years or months or mm -hmm. days or whatever it is. Right. Um, but it's, it's that kind of space. And I don't know, maybe that's what really what maybe you're saying. For sure. Um, I think what's nuanced um, in my experience is, you know, as someone who is born male, um, there and like living in our society where there's this hyper focus on like men have to chase women, you know, you like lead or that dance of you know courting um in hetero terms um i was especially drained by that you know um and um i know a lot of um, um men are drained by that. And part of these words are to sort of empower them to not feel like they need to just be constantly on the chase, mm -hmm. despite what society might lead you to believe that you, if by living more in the moment and letting the, the, the river ebb and flow as it might and seeing and observing who it brings to you more recurringly and how you know that interplay might emerge without you having to consciously chase 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 um there's a whole world that will open up to you yeah yeah well and i think it's um 
I think it was in Esther Perel, and she is I, this phrase I think of so often, but like honoring the space between people and thinking of us on opposite sides of a cliff with like a, a you know, that's the Grand Canyon between us, <laughs> right? But the Grand Canyon only exists because there are two cliff faces. And this idea that we have to hold the space between us in order for there to be a thing that exists. Mm-hmm. And if one person is always the one going over to the other side, that closes the gap and there is no room for the other to move, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so there is like a literal like holding a space so that there is a flow between people that exists. And that's like, like that's what's important. <laughs> that's like so needed. In order for that chemistry to arrive. You know, you have reminded me of one of my favorite poems. Uh, Might you be open for me to share? Um, So Khalil Gibran, do you know Mm -hmm. him, any of his work? Okay. Uh, I am a big fan. Um, And this one's called On Marriage. Um, and I, I'm going to be, you know, well, it's kind of a short poem, um, but I'll skip, uh, I'll, I'll skip to the juicy part. Uh, well, it's all juicy, but you understand. You can read as much as you want. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> um, so you were born together and together you shall be forevermore. You shall be together when the white wings of death scatter your days. I, you shall be together even in the silent memory of God. But let there be spaces in your togetherness and let the wings of the heavens dance between you. Love one another, but make not a bond of love. Let it rather be a moving sea between the shores of your souls. Fill each other's cup, but drink not from one cup. Give one another of your bread, but eat not from the same loaf. Sing and dance together and be joyous, but let each one of you be alone. Even as the strings of a lute are alone, though they quiver with the same music. Give your hearts, but not into each other's keeping, for only the hand of life can contain your hearts and stand together, yet not too near together. For the pillars of the temple stand apart. And the oak tree and the cypress grow not in each other's shadows. Mm. (laughs) Oh, God. Tell me the title of that one one more time. On Marriage. Marriage. Kahil, Kahil, K-A-H-I-L. K-H-A-L-I-L. Khalil Gibran. Oh. Yeah. Mm, that's beautiful. <sighs> Cheers. That's beautiful. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, okay.
Okay. There are several topics I want to jump into. So on this idea of spaces, let's like take this, take this poetry and, oh, it's so good. It's so good. Um, Let's go to, let's go to sex some more. Yeah. As much as you want. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Wow, thank you. <laughs> oh, this is the best job ever. Um will you tell me the story about one of the sexiest nights? of your life mm. Mm. thank you first and foremost for asking that question um the sexiest one of the sexiest nights of my life um halloween party san francisco lower hate at the center sf give it up for everybody who's, you know, who knows that place. And if you're in San Francisco next, you gotta hit those amazing people up. Um, at a Halloween party and, you know, they have um, different groups. Think of them as like party games, different rooms. And um, I show up in my power um to this authentic relating um session and uh and i uh basically the way it's organized we're in a circle and then we break up and um over the course of the 45 minutes hour uh we're paired up with two people and we play you know uh games if you will or we get prompts and we use that to authentically relate like like what um so the theme of this session was honoring our ancestors and exploring our ancestral lineage and imagining sort of i'll give you one prompt um what are some of the things you would want to know from your ancestors, okay. right? Um, and so I had an amazing time with my first partner. Um, we're friends now. Um, and then the next person I connect with is my lover to be. And I, we sit down and all of a sudden I'm just, I'm doing me, right? And so I am lounging as though I was in ancient Egypt, a king, just like laid out, propped up on my, on my whatever elbow and shoulder, laid out in in front of her. And uh, um, we have a very powerful connection Um, as far as the conversation we've had. And um, soon thereafter, uh, we have like a group share and then we break and we continue to linger and chat. And I don't know, like I I don't usually share um, my 
I don't lead with uh, the body positivity work. I allow their opportunity and space for it to, to naturally come up. Um, and so I don't remember how it came up. But that moment was so powerful that I was moved to not share stuff that was already published, but to share stuff that was created that will be published, right? And so a very vulnerable moment for me um, to share something with someone, um, you know, um, and you could tell like our, our, you know, we have a lot of chemistry and um, to see her sort of take it all in. Uh, it was a, a video of me just moving like a wave and you, you could see a side angle uh, of my beautiful ass naked body. Whoop, whoop. Um, ow, ow. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then um, we ventured to go outside um, we, we sat, it was a cold San Francisco night and, um, we're in front of a fire and then like, lo and behold, within 10 minutes, we're making out, you know, and that's probably the fastest that I've gone to like being that intimately involved with another human being in a way that felt so deeply connected to them on so many different dimensions, right? Um, and, you know, when, when you sort of find connection like that, in my experience, you tap into this like level of boldness that um, doesn't necessarily feel is as palpable um, with others. And so I remember um, just expressing to her I want to spend the night with you and I don't care if we, um, you know, end up having sex. I just want to be with you. I want to get to know you and I just want to like do this. That's all it's going to be. Um, we obviously end up having sex or we, whatever. Um, and it was amazing. Um, but, uh, yeah. That was um, the sexiest weekend of my life. <laughs> Is that this past Halloween? Is this... Maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I like this idea of boldness. And I, I am... I find myself in different situations being bold in my approach towards people. I also find myself in situations where people are bold with me and mm. the way that I appreciate it actually. And some conversations where I'm just like, wow, I really appreciate the honesty of, of, you know, this, this is a tricky thing, man. I appreciate the honesty of boldness when it is, when it is an invitation, when it's not asking for anything, that's what I want to say. Boldness that's not asking for anything. Um, 
Can it's you just like uh, somebody sharing something? Well, it's like if somebody were to share that they were attracted to me or that they mm-hmm. felt a certain chemistry with me and like feeling nervous about sharing maybe that with me and being like, I don't even know if I should share this, but like, this is how I'm feeling. And I, and like, I'm a human being. Yeah, I, I understand this. <laughs> like, there is chemistry that you can have with so many more than one person mm-hmm. at the same time. You can have chemistry with so many different people and you can feel that in you. And so I think having people, even if they were to share that with me and, and situations being such that maybe that's not even that, like, we're not, there might not be even a, uh, space Mm. and circumstances for, for that chemistry to even be broached necessarily as Mm. like an experience between people, but just even in the sharing of it and be like, can there just be an honoring of sharing? And if there's like space to hold that. Right. And so Mm -hmm. I I think I have appreciated even when people have said something, if it's something like that, where I'm like, wow, I just, I appreciate this kind of honesty. Mm -hmm. And there's a boldness to it too, where you're like, Oh, okay. Well, thank you. Like we don't use our words. We're like often fearful of what the backlash is or how we're going to be held. And in sharing something, we have to be prepared for, for how somebody is going to respond. So I think even Mm -hmm. for you and your boldness to be here and thank you for sharing this sexy ass night. Yeah. (laughs) And, and then like your boldness in like, you have to hold the response that somebody might have to the things that you do. And so sometimes I know even for myself, there's been things I haven't shared because I'm like, okay, but how is that? Like, how are people going to respond to me? And if, and if I'm not prepared to hold that response gently and, and know that people might have a plethora of responses, like, can I actually share the thing if I can't hold that? Is it my responsibility to hold their, their thoughts, feelings, experience? No, but I, I might receive, they might give me mm-hmm. <laughs> their thoughts mm-hmm. and feelings, et cetera. So am mm-hmm. I prepared to like hold myself and, and hold that like space between us? Um, mm-hmm. And I think of that for you and in like showing up naked and being on the gram and being in social media and especially, and, you know, specifically then towards your family, towards mm-hmm. people then who might have thoughts and feelings and experiences that they're like, what you doing? And why are you doing this? Mm. And so you had to not only, like, I just want to like, give you props. Like you had to not only look at yourself and be like, and even your video, you're like my beautiful body. Like you had, like, you've had this whole journey and you're like, this body is so fucking beautiful. Of course, I'm going to lounge here on this chair. Of course, this person is going to approach me and see this that I have arrived with. Like, I'm just going to like own the shit out of this and like feel real fucking good. So you've done that. And then to have, you know, then maybe response from people in your life where you have to then like process that and be like, okay, I have to, you know, weigh this kind of experience of sharing and maybe the experience of other people who might not agree with my sharing. Mm -hmm. And there's a, boldness bold you know in the interest of uh boldness uh it's really interesting that that this should come up because the boldness of sharing for me i believe 
um, is very intimately connected to our inner child. And, um, you know, uh, when we talk about a lot of like traumas that we take on, um, which sort of disconnect us from our inner child, which I believe is directly connected to the joy that we live our lives with. Um, a lot of my bold sharing is directly tied to not me and my ego, but honoring the child within me who wants to share what they feel. And like children are mm. the bravest humans. They're the boldest humans. They will tell you. <laughs> and the experience of growing up in the current uh, circumstance uh, uh, makes a lot of us disconnect from our inner child. And as part of reconnecting uh, in deeper ways to my inner child uh, has what's helped me uh, sort of uh, tap into the boldness of sharing. And I share this to be, uh, if it resonates with others, you know, inner child work is very, very powerful you know, reconnecting, building a deeper relationship with the kid within you is, you know, the, the source of tapping into bigger parts of your greatness. Mm. Mm. The child within you is, is the true genius. Yeah. Right. And the joy, the joy of, of that to be like, I know it's going to be out there in the world. This is what I love. And I'm going to be loud about it. And I'm not going to apologize. <laughs> oh, that was weird over there. Did you see, did you see that? <laughs> oh, that felt good. Hell yeah. Did. <laughs> and I think the, the noises, like, even if we go to like, Hmm. Right. And, and the guttural sorts of noises we might make, especially, I mean, all the time, but even during sex, right in mm -hmm. pleasure. And actually I'll even share this. Like I, I was saying this to somebody the other day, um, as a yoga teacher mm -hmm. and you know, if the music isn't very loud or I don't know, even when it is, and I'm walking around the room, I can hear people make noises and I am aware that I make noises when I move, mm -hmm. um, be it lifting and I'm grunting, or if I'm like flowing on the mat, like I, um, I'm not quiet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I might be making little noises where like, it, whether it's work or whether it's like some, somewhere between work and pleasure where, mm -hmm. uh, like there's like a, a breathy noise. I might have like a hum in my throat. I have, um, of course, if I'm lifting, there's, it's, it's a little bit louder, but as I am teaching yoga, there are some people that are noisier than other people. Mm. And I don't think that people even know that they are that or that they're making those noises. And I would want anybody who like listens to me say that, like, don't stop, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. don't stop doing it. Um, it actually brings me a lot of joy because I think we are quieted. We're quieted um, a lot in different circumstances. And so to have spaces where we can say like, oh, mm, 
<sighs> right? And we have like this, this audible experience of pleasure, um, be it in, in movement of all different sorts. <laughs> Indeed. Um, and giving ourselves permission to express ourselves in that regard. Um, you know, it's really interesting that this topic should come up um, because I'm a big devoted student of what I like to call the language of our ancestors, right? Um, most, our ancestors didn't speak the modern languages that we do when you go far back enough. And there was um, expression that was more alive, ah, right? to express how full of life we are in modern times has really put a fucking filter on that. And it keeps us from tapping into our joy. Yeah. And part of my um, quest is to uh, explore the language of my ancestors, which is more guttural, which you know, is whatever, um, but that my body responds to. And mm -hmm. practicing that around in the world um, to normalize it. And if it makes people feel uncomfortable, well, then at least now they're aware that, hey, this is uncomfortable for me. Why is that so? You know, and start to question. Yeah. Mm. Let's keep going on this on this vein because um, um, language on heritage on and I would love to ask you about your family and I don't know enough about does he kind of culture around conversations mm -hmm. of the body and of literally even. I mean, there was not even a lot of detail you just shared about the sexiest night ever. I mean, like kind of like more details, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, but all like these sorts of kind of topics, is this, is this normal? Is this more taboo? And how has that relationship gone with family? Because that's a, that's a big deal for, for some folks to kind of step into. Yeah. Thank you for the opportunity to explore that. Um, with the audience and with you. Um, to begin, let's define Desi. Um, so Desi refers to um, practically any cultural tradition um, within the Indian subcontinent. So think Pakistan, think India. Um, Afghanistan is kind of a question mark, depending on who you ask. Um, Nepal. Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, right? Um, and so when whenever you hear the term Desi, think anything from that from, from that land, geographical area. And what's really interesting is, you know, we come like my heritage is one that is really woke and contributed a lot to humanity 
um, as it relates to sex and sexuality. Mm. Yet, when you look at present day India or Pakistan or, you know, any of these countries in the Desi um, subcontinent, um, it is on average more repressed than um, the West. And um, our relationship with our bodies and how comfortable we are in, in sharing our bodies in a way, uh, be it sexual or non-sexual, um, honoring the divine feminine is, 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 leaves a lot to be desired, you know? And I think um, a lot of the work um, that I am doing um, will reach and is also meant for my people, you know, um, for my lived experience, albeit in the West, um, to serve as an example of how, you know, um, more of us can live this way, right? Um, and one of the most difficult things I've had to do on this journey is be honest and engage my family um, who have taken on a lot of shame um, from within themselves because of the value system that they choose to believe in as well as the shame that has been projected onto them from members of my Desi community and as well as, you know, sort of just um, the, the, their sort of religious values around um, how they interpret um, you know, um, the topic of sharing yourself in this way. And that has not been easy. Um, and it continues to be a struggle. And it continues to be a very difficult road for me to navigate to this day because my family did not ask for shame to be cast upon them like i am strong i don't give a fuck if somebody will talk shit to me i i i am able to detach from that very easily but my mama you know she can't and my actions are exposing her to shade that other people throw at her because of my actions. Mm -hmm. That is not a fucking easy road for me to traverse for some, for, for the people that I care so deeply about. And it is a constant struggle. Mm -hmm. However, what I tell myself is that so far the universe has been validating the work that I've been doing and that 
future generations, long after I am gone, will reap the benefits of our sacrifices. Mm. Just as I am reaping the benefits of the sacrifices of my ancestors, as long as I am acting from a place of love, as long as my intention is rooted in love, that is what will guide me. Mm. Even like you said in your post, my body is a mountain that is determined to spread love far and wide. Very good way of bringing it full circle. Thank you for that, Bonnie. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. And I just really appreciate this honoring. It feels like honor of, of your mom, of other family members that, that, um, that are receiving perhaps words from other people that they are not asking for. <laughs> but that are then making them feel shame uh, or, or face certain uh, stories that have been told to them or that they've told themselves. And, and the honor of acknowledging that and knowing that what you are doing and how you're operating and showing up in the world does affect other people, right? We don't operate in a vacuum. Like we are, we're, you and I are here together. Like we come away from this conversation uh, you know, happy birthday. Like <laughs> we're different humans after this conversation um, and alive again in a different way. And, and so like the constant evolution. And I, I guess I, I really appreciate that because I have watched my own mother do the same, right? I have watched my own mother navigate uh, the stories around perhaps what she thought I was going to be or do or not do or not be <laughs> mm-hmm. and and witnessed her journey of transformation that uh, that was definitely like there's definitely pieces that were elicited because of my own actions and as as family and as like those connections I can't we we automatically touch each other in in our evolution. And so I'm grateful for that, that sense of honoring that you have shared about your family and, and like your care for them while at the same time, you know, you're, you're standing in, in your power, right? You're standing in ownership of where you are, but also acknowledging that there are ripple effects. So I appreciate that. Thank you for giving me the space to share that. Mm-hmm. And I, I just too want to commend you in this. Oh, no, and changing the story. Fuck. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of kids out there. <laughs> there's a lot of peers out there who um, probably have the, you know, uh, might have a similar story to you, who might also come from any of those countries and also have parents who are like, you know, or not want to say anything because then they will have to hold what, how their parents are are dealing with that. And so um, you being a voice in this is, is, is not small. 
I would like to have you close this out with a story about a lover experience mm. that that helped you step into confidence. Mm. Well, I have been very fortunate to have some very gifted and powerful lovers who uplifted me in, in some very big ways. And so to reiterate your question, to make sure I'm on the same page, you're wanting me to recount a story of a lover who helped me step into my confidence, yeah? Yes. Okay, um, so um, I, well, I'm gonna start by saying this way. Um, I had a lover once. Um, who um, had her own struggles the way each one of us do, but who, once she came out of her shell um, in bed, um, was quite the goddess and had this energy of sexuality and sensuality that I consider myself very lucky as though I hit the lotto because she gave me a sense of the reality of how good sex and connection um, with someone can feel and how somebody just by being themselves can uplift um, how you sex, right? Because I feel like <laughs> how we sex and our capabilities and our ability to give others pleasure, our abilities to experience pleasure together, um, especially if you're kind of devoted um, to the art of sex and sensuality um, is, is such a big gift, um, especially, you know, in environments um, where there is a lot of repression of um, just having the best sex and the best deep intimate connection that we can with another human. And um, this lover was just um, so patient um, in coaching, teaching, holding uh, me um, to help co-create um, sexual encounters between us 
that to this day leave me with a lot of love in my heart. Mm. And you have to realize all of this was, um, you know, within, um, you know, my body when I grappled more with body issues, you know, I was 80 pounds heavier, not feeling as good as I do, not living as fully as I am living today, feeling a lot more lost. So just to paint a picture of where I was in life, you know, this lover came in and made me feel so attractive Mm. because of their radical acceptance of my body in ways that Mm. I didn't even accept myself. Mm. Mm. And that radical acceptance where they are able to do that in a way that's so much more deeper than you yourself are capable of and that you don't even realize it in that time. Like this is something I woke up to long after we were no longer in each other's lives. I was like, wow, she really honored my body, my spirit, the love that she engendered, you know, um, that we shared was definitely one where she was contributing a lot more than I was capable of in that moment. And she taught me so much. And she contributed in a way where she exposed me to the best sex of my life that was, you know, felt on a physical lustful level a romantic slow sexy level a deep deep emotional level a spiritual level and i still hear her voice ringing in my ears calling me papito it's which is in spanish is papi daddy um and adding papito is like a very enduring form of saying hey daddy <laughs> mm, papito. papito and me responding saying mami te quiero mucho mm. Mm. that's so juicy yeah <laughs> indeed <laughs> is there um there's that's so beautiful that was so beautiful but it does make me it does bring up the question in my head um beyond which is not a small thing beyond this idea of of how or or not the idea beyond the experience of feeling so um celebrated Mm-hmm. desired and lost mm-hmm. after, right in this space beyond that um you you said the words like coached and taught is there a certain skill 
that she helped you learn or practice that you have taken from that experience? Oh, so much. She, like, um, I have the staying power that I do today because of her, because, sorry? Say more about staying power. Yeah, so, um, you know what's so fucking crazy? I was shocked to learn that the average intercourse session, and this came up very recently, lasts an average of four and a half minutes. What the fuck? (laughs) I don't know how many pussies are orgasming. (laughs) Yeah. And this, it was very timely when, when this came up because um, um, one of my lovers was sharing about um, um, how they really appreciated my staying power. And it, it had been a really long time since that came up in that way, in how explicitly it was celebrated, right? Like she couldn't stop ranting and raving to where I... It kind of threw me off a little bit at first because it seemed a little excessive, but that's because I found out later she was so starved um, uh, in that regard. And then I found out for the first time that the average intercourse session lasts that long. I was like, fuck, no wonder. And uh so 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 that's what i mean by by staying power and just being able to maintain a moment and to be able to you know be slow and deep and also pound it out right um and to have um that sort of staying power um is something that i credit to that lover because it's so valuable Okay, so this is a skill, you think? Yeah. In my experience, um, it was definitely a learned skill because I didn't have it before her. Yeah, I'm not, I'm zero arguing with you, but I'm not, I I do, I have no dick attached to me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, and I have heard people speak on this before, but just that this was like this experience, this lover that you've taken other places if somebody were listening to our conversation who was like, I would like to no longer have four and a half minute sex. What yeah. is 80, a, what is a tip? What's a tip here <laughs> that uh, yeah. they could take and maybe. Yeah. On. Yeah. Thank you so much for asking that. So one of the things that this lover was very good at is in some respects, she knew my body better than I did. And so she would slow our pace based on, because like, you know, I would get so lost in the moment that it'd be too late before I realized and it's like, fuck, I have to come right now. Right, right. 
you're like you're at the edge you're like i can't i don't want to i don't, want to. That's where I'm going. I don't have the strength to stop this crescendo from falling over ah. <laughs> mm-hmm. and she was just like so patiently so gently but with such fucking power, right? Because, you know, she fucking molded me. Um, would, like, modulate me. Be like, oh, Papito, let's try a different position. So she would, like, create space. Yeah. Or like, hey, Papito, slow down. You know, come closer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, and I, I love this, too, because... Because the gap is in orgasm that like there are more male body people orgasming than sexual intercourse and experiences, not just intercourse, right? But then than female bodied people. And yes, that varies from, from relationship to relationship, sure. Um, but this power too, in like holding, you're kind of holding it out here, be like, if a person is is the pussy owner and they're like in a situation here and this can, this does not have to be a hetero couple as, as well, or a hetero lovership. Right. But if you are in that position where you want to like be the guide in this, there is like a sexy, sultry, like lustful sort of way that you can help this dance as the non cock owner. Right. And, and helping like guide that uh, where it's not necessarily like, oh, you came too fast. Oh, I can't even. Right. And like, getting mm-hmm. up and, leaving. and like the frustration and the anger piece, mm-hmm. I want more. Like, what if that was set down and instead there's like this playful energy and you don't even, you wouldn't even have to explain yourself. Right? <laughs> you just can't yes. be like, I'm going to try an experiment on. And maybe we'll talk about it afterwards where maybe you play with this and, and look at it as play too. I mean, I think about being with, with uh, a male lover and uh, with male lovers and just like, I mean, if I'm with a, a cock, like I know when, when a cock is ready to, to orgasm, like there, there's a space there and you can be like, okay, okay. We're going to back up. We're going to back up or we're going to slow down or, you know, whatever it is. I mean, sure. Right. And feels great. And, and he might come before I come. And if that's the choice I'm going to make, then I can, I can make that choice too. But there's a lot of play in there that, Like pussy has a lot of power in those situations. Oh my God. Yes. And so, you know, um, to answer your question, I think if you're a, a female listener, you know, you can use your pussy power. You have, you are a magician. Okay. You are a fucking magician. And without, you know, you can have a more explicit conversation with your lover or you could practice magic and just um, try exerting your magic and guiding um, the session uh, to A, observe your lover and and what their patterns are and then starting to play with that and, and breaking the patterns to help them improve their staying power without even them realizing it, right? Um, 
or you could choose to have a more explicit conversation and um, and, and do it that way. Uh, if you're a male listener, right, um, you could sort of develop you could go about it both ways. You could you could try to um, you know develop more awareness of okay, what is that point that I reach, or 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 how can I sort of um, start to feel some of the muscles that I have in my pelvic floor, right, and like start to play with those muscles when I'm peeing, for example, right, or. Or, 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 or have a more explicit conversation with your lover and be like, baby, you know, I wanna be better lover. And I wanna like have a conversation with you around what that looks like. And, you know, make it a, make it a sexy ass fucking project, you know, that you all can <laughs> co, or co-collaborators on. Mm, a sexy ass project i mean like this is, this is project land like this is this is the projects i want like do you i don't know i don't know if he, this when i was a very little kid god uh, i've not talked to us for a long time we we made dioramas do you know what, diorama? what is that no please enlighten me okay so the way that, the way that we made, this is the, <laughs> this is this is such a funny thing to share this is the vision that's coming to my mind when you're talking about doing a project i'm like oh let's make a diorama what does this diorama look like so think of like taking a shoebox mm-hmm. to turn the big part of the shoebox on its side the lid is going to be on the bottom so it provides like a little stage but then like the the shoebox is kind of around the backside so it's just like an empty box sitting on the shoebox lid right so inside there perhaps be like the assignment to create a diorama of like the indigenous animal species of a certain country and whatever, right? So mm-hmm. you could be out of paper, or out of, you know, clay or whatever, but you're going to make a little scene in there. Mm-hmm. So now in my head, I'm just like, was this project diorama of sexy fun times? <laughs> Hell yeah. The best sex of your life. What does that look like? Uh-huh. Let's you know that yeah you're oh. go ahead please no no, no please, i'm just saying like it's just the conversation like it is this it's like let's make this and what does that look like and just being stoked about it yeah you know here's another game you could play with your lover if you um like you know um I'm going to, for this example, I'm going to assume you don't live together. And so you get together first thing in the morning and you have, you start to have sex. You know, it's about pop, right? And you, but you kind of tantalize each other to where you're kind of coming close to the edge. And then you decide to separate and you like, it could be going to Costco Uh, but whatever, but like you've created a magnetic fucking force field between each other. I mean, like to, to, to withdraw out of them as difficult as it will be, it will be so fucking empowering to like walk around with your heart on and like continue to just like as you're dressing up, maybe like stick your dick in there again and just like, like, oh, let's, let's like, oh, let's, let's like get dressed. And then like, just be so all on top of each other 
as you're like walking to the car and like you'll be holding hands while you fucking drive and just like so much love while you're going to Costco and then like you'll get to Costco and then suddenly you'll find yourself just like you know using your cock to just like bump against their butt or just like grabbing their boob or just like stealing a kiss and just you know PDA or or, or like if that's not your thing just like stealing kisses and and maybe you go into the bathroom if there's like a family restroom you like you know have a little bit more sex in there and you just like mm-hmm. stop and then you go wherever else if it's you know a boring ass Saturday it doesn't have right. to be right well and, and I think you know the examples you gave were somebody that might have a cock and I would say like as like somebody who is not like those experiences where I might be like in the tantalizing space of that um like I love to find as many opportunities to be handsy and mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and the, yes. the riskier, the riskier, the better, where you're like, is always yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, you know, it's, it's playing with, is playing with that edge, you know? So yes. Cool. And you know, there's a special kind of joy in like sometimes getting caught and sharing a moment with a complete stranger that is very positive where you can like smile and be like oops you caught me (laughs) (laughs) sorry but not so sorry (laughs) absolutely Um, well, I feel like at this moment, you know, and, and actually I would even say this, let's back up even because mm-hmm. I, I feel like I, I'm feeling this in my own body at this moment, but if somebody is not partnered, edge mm-hmm. yourself, like edge yourself or whatever it is, like even like finding that like kind of experience for yourself and then walk into the next meeting that way, walk into the next grocery store that way, walk into a space in, in that kind of energy. And I would say like, even this conversation where I'm like, Ooh, like I'm in a live sort of like vibes right now. I'm like, this is, this is it. Like, this is where we're like envisioning what this could look like, what, how this feels and we can feel it in our body and I can feel it in my body right now and how that can be powerful. Even if you're not with a person to like engage this within yourself. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Bonnie, for, for sharing that because absolutely, even if you have a partner, you should be showing yourself love. Well, I believe, uh, you know, I am a big believer of, you know, exploring your own sexuality by yourself, with yourself, that being just as much of a priority and edging for yourself as well as with a lover, right? Because your first most deepest relationship is with yourself um, as a student of self-love. <laughs> That's my agenda. Um, <laughs> so thank you. Thank you so very much uh, for sharing that. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for all the stories today. And there's a lot of different directions we have gone in. It's exactly perfect. Like I I love all the things that we 
talked on. And as always, I, I, I seriously end each of these podcasts with, with, um, with new friends. That's what I'll put us with new friends and think like, mm. okay, we have approximately another six hours of, of recording that we could dive into more things mm. that way now. Um, and just thank you though, for this space and time and sharing. And, um, I look forward to continuing, um, this friendship. Well, that fills me with so much joy because, uh, the feeling is mutual. Um, I believe we have phenomenal chemistry that I believe the audience feels too, uh, because we're able to, at least I'll speak for myself, being with you allows me to share uh, parts of me in a way, uh, you know, that make me feel really good about showing up in the world. So mm. Mm. thank you for that. You are so welcome. <laughs> thanks for making um, I'm going to share you have shared some links um, people can connect with you find you on Instagram and see pictures of your beautiful body watch videos of your beautiful body um, engage with you in conversations about embracing the hell out of body hair and and the body yes. hair ways it comes um, and you know, I want to keep supporting you in that work and in that the way that you're showing up. So we'll leave links uh, for your Instagram and um, for sure. So people can connect with you more. If I may, uh, I'm also the host of a podcast called mm. get out of your comfort zone. Uh, I believe that growth in life only happens when you're outside of your comfort zone. And that can either be a self prescribed choice or a life prescribed circumstance. And the benefit of choosing the former is that not only are you exposing yourself to more growth, but when the life prescribed circumstance inadvertently shows up as it always does, you will have cultivated the muscles of resilience, of creativity through your own practice to be able to transcend your suffering and grow out of that life prescribed circumstance a lot faster mm. and so i hope um if that speaks to you that you make your way to spotify apple google podcast Hubhopper, we're everywhere um to look for get out of your comfort zone i'm also a musician uh, and uh, we formed a musicians collaborative where as part of honoring our inner child and inspiring others to wake up to the musician within them, share raw music. And what might mean by raw music is this is primarily unrehearsed in the moment, jam sessions. So it's messy, but that is life. Um, and, you know, our aim is to create some balance um, in a space that otherwise is dominated by studio recorded, you know, picture perfect, overly refined sound. Uh, and we wanna add uh, a different side to that. Um, and then finally, um, you know, as Bonnie mentioned, we have the IG page where I share, I write quotes um, and um, share uh, about uh, my body positivity journey. 
So thank you so much uh, to the audience and thank you, Bonnie, for giving me this space to show up. Mm. This was wonderful. Thank you all for joining. Thank you for listening. And we hope you are celebrating the skin you're in, whatever the hell that is today. Here, here. Be bold, lovers. Mwah. thank you so much for getting your sexy on with me today hearing what you loved what you learned or what you're going to share with your lover makes me so damn happy you can jump on my weekly sexy sunday email you can find that link in the show notes and we can connect through there and it would super turn me on if you left a rating and review about how much this podcast is giving you life Until next time.